Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. So today I want to tell you, share or explain something very important about how the body works. And this is regarding a hormone that's called insulin. I think that this is a, a place of emphasis that's very important in, in functional health, in natural medicine, in overall well-being. But it's under-emphasized, I feel, I perceive, uh, in the general mainstream explanations of health. Because... The predominating theory is still the calories in, calories out theory, which is where, you know, all you have to do is count the number of calories that you're consuming and just make sure that that doesn't, uh, that that isn't more than the energy that you're expending and then you'll basically be able to not gain weight. But that, if anybody's ever tried that theory, what happens is sometimes you do lose weight, but then you rebound. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's a little bit more to the story, actually a lot more to the story. And this part, the role of insulin or how this, this hormone works is, is fundamental to really understanding how to keep your body well and, and what it's doing when you're, uh, you know, feeding your body when you're consuming foods. So when I'm talking about insulin, this is a, like I mentioned, a hormone that is released by a gland that we have that's called the pancreas. So uh, what it does is it basically regulates the storage of fat. So in the presence, just to get a little bit broader, so every time we eat food, especially carbohydrates, mostly carbohydrates, uh, any kind of food, insulin is going to be triggered. But it's going to be triggered a lot more when we consume carbohydrates and then proteins and very minimally with fat consumption. But let's say you're consuming a carbohydrate like a, a piece of bread, and that goes into your stomach, into your small intestine, breaks down into small little pieces of glucose, which then enters your blood, and it raises your blood sugar. So that's what it is. It's just there's more particles of glucose, which is the same thing as sugar, and that raises the amount of sugar. It's called uh, blood sugar in your blood, right? So when that, when that happens, insulin is triggered or released by the pancreas, and that the whole role of insulin is to grab these glucose particles that are in your blood and feed them to the cells for energy. Then theoretically, insulin should be going away. And then in between meals, you should be burning fat. But if you're consistently eating meals or if you're eating breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, maybe even a snack at night, five, six, seven meals, snacking throughout the day, you're consistently stimulating insulin. So that's, a, that's an issue and I'll explain why. The other thing is that if we overconsume carbohydrates, which the majority of us have done in the past or are doing currently, then the amount of blood, the amount of sugar in your blood is going to go way high. And so insulin comes out and it helps, it feeds it to the, the cells for energy, but then it drives your blood sugar way under the normal. So you have a, a sugar high, but then you have a sugar crash. And that's what we call hypoglycemia. There's not enough sugar in your blood. So you get this yo-yo effect of uh, up and down. So when it goes down, you get certain symptoms. You can either get moody, uh, get, get actual palpitations, anxiety, lack of mental focus. You can also get uh, like sugar cravings. Most people get carb and sugar cravings. And that's one symptom that your blood sugar is possibly too low. What happens is... Let's say that you learn, okay, I shouldn't overconsume carbohydrates, but then you do, and then it crashes. So the moment you have low blood sugar, uh, it's just, it's very hard to 
abide by rules that you've heard or theories like, okay, stay away from sugar. Why? Because your body has mechanisms to tell you, you must eat sugar now. So then you crave carbs and you're like, okay, I can't stay. I'll I'll start tomorrow. And then you eat carbs again. You eat some fries or uh, I don't know, a a juice or a candy or something and you feel a lot better. But the thing is you've now raised your blood sugar again and insulin gets released And it grabs the sugar, it feeds it to the cells for energy, and it drives your blood sugar again lower. Usually, people who have issues with blood sugar have a lot of sugar cravings. Some people are moody, anxious, like that. Uh, But they just have this yo-yo effect. They're not always satisfied. It's like you get hungry every two two to three hours, and you're craving carbs, and it just feels like an unstable sort of day. Oftentimes, there's lulls in energy after meals, tiredness, like you want to take a nap, etc., so the thing is also when the when the insulin is present in the blood, it blocks your body's ability to access the fatty tissue for energy. Like I said, between meals, insulin should be going away and then you should be able to access your fatty tissue for energy stores. But in the presence of insulin, that's not able to happen. So you're consistently eating carbohydrates or yeah, high carbohydrate diet, low fat diet, and you have carb cravings, so you're constantly stimulating insulin, insulin is never going away completely from your blood, and you're not able to access your fat stores. And another thing that happens over time is that, uh, you know, insulin starts to feed this, it, this uh, sugar to the cells for energy, but at some point the cells have enough and they're satisfied and they start to resist the insulin bringing sugar by. For energy so that starts to become what's called insulin resistance right so you can't you can't push the insulin can't push the, the uh, sugar into the cells but the sugar cannot stay in your blood it's a very dangerous thing to maintain high blood sugar it makes the the blood very viscous very thick circulation drops nutrients to the uh, peripheral areas to the extremities like your feet your eyes your your fingernails everywhere it's a uh, or just your fingertips, it just it diminishes, right? So what it does is it starts to turn the sugar into fat in order to get it out of the blood. And the middle step there are called triglycerides. So very often, when I see high triglycerides on somebody's blood work, they might have a low fasting blood sugar. But if I see high triglycerides, it's almost always because they're eating too many carbohydrates. And so that's a very interesting thing to note because... Now, the body is having to turn these things into fat because it can't stay uh, in the blood. And so, uh, you know, another, another part of that, like your, 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 the sugar will get bound into longer chains and will be stored to some degree as glycogen in the liver. Glycogen is just a stored sugar that you can use later, that your cells can use for energy in the future. But that's just a small storage. And then right after that, it gets turned into fat. So remember, the main thing to understand is that the presence of insulin in your blood will block or prevent you from burning fat, will block your body, uh, your fatty tissue from being released into energy. So you got to, whatever you're doing, and the thing that really triggers insulin is carbohydrate consumption. And high, high protein consumption will also do that. So what you got to think about when we're eating is how can we maintain low insulin levels? And so I'll talk more into the future about, you know, different kinds of strategies and different things we can do and different things people have done. 
But it's very important to understand that role of insulin because the other thing that happens because insulin is a hormone, it responds with alongside other hormones is if you start to store a lot of fat, fat cells produce estrogen and then estrogen retains fat, which is a really interesting uh, cycle on its own. But if you're producing more estrogen in your body, it's going to throw off the rest of your hormones. So for women, they start to get, they might get PCOS, which is a polycystic ovarian syndrome. They could get uh, male pattern balding and they could get uh, thicker facial hair. And this is all a sign of too much insulin secretion throughout the day. So you got to really figure out some strategies and the, the best ones are ketosis and intermittent fasting, which I will mention in future episodes. But it's very, very important to think with, okay, you know, if I've got these symptoms as a woman, then I've got to really control my insulin levels. And if I've got carb cravings, I really have to control my insulin levels. Because insulin is going to be inflammatory, too much sugar in the blood is going to be inflammatory, it's going to cause other kinds of problems down the line. Circulatory problems, for example. Circulatory problems, like I mentioned, because your your blood becomes viscous and there's a lot of inflammation, and so, the, so it doesn't circulate as well, which will end up uh, causing problems for the capillaries, which are the thinnest uh, little vessels that we have on our bodies. So, you know, the first thing that we see with diabetics is uh, peripheral neuropathy, which is, you know, this numbness or pain uh, in the feet area. And uh, they start to have vision loss because that's where the capillaries are, the thinnest blood vessels. Same thing in the heart. We think that, oh, yeah, your, your arteries are going to get clogged. Well, by the time your arteries are clogged, that's way down the line, right? Because they're huge. You've already had the, the capillaries that have gotten clogged in your in your heart by the time you've got your arteries that are, are getting clogged now again i'll talk about the heart in, an, in a future episode and what might be you know the whole role of cholesterol and all these different things how they all fit into it but the mo- most important thing here to understand is that insulin is going to wreak havoc in the body if it's continuously stimulated now of course it's normal for it to be stimulated uh, at, when we eat but it shouldn't be as stimulated as it is. It's, it's very frequently, consistently stimulated. And so what I find very odd about the, you know, uh, Western approach is that rather, like, some, when someone's type 2 diabetic, basically, their pancreas is exhausted and the, there are certain cells in the pancreas that are producing the insulin and they're not able to produce it as well. And they don't produce as much insulin. So what happens with a diabetic, they go to the doctor, okay, you're diabetic, they test them, and um, what they say is, okay, here's, you're going to be your nutrition, if you've ever seen the recommendations, it's a lot of carbohydrates, and if you understand the role of insulin carbohydrates, it doesn't make any sense, so it's like, why don't you train the person to lower the consumption of, of carbohydrates? Instead, what they do is they train the person to give themselves insulin, but we know that insulin is going to cause you to retain fat and to store fat you don't want to have insulin consistently present in your blood so you know in the better thing to do would be okay let's bring down the presence of insulin in your body altogether by bringing down your total consumption of carbohydrates so that's a very important thing to understand because if you look at type 2 diabetics they're the highest incidence of kidney disease highest incidence of, of, of heart attacks uh, a heart disease, highest incidence of a vision loss, so many different issues that can happen to a diabetic 
and a diabetes is that is that lack of insulin in the, from the pancreas because it's just been overused over the course of decades to handle the high blood sugar levels. So that's the only thing I want to mention this time around. So you really, really think with that. If you're trying to lose weight, you really want to c- come up with strategies to avoid in- uh, the secretion of insulin or the presence of insulin in your blood for too long. And uh, if you want to regulate your hormones, you also want to think with not having insulin present continuously in your blood because you're going to have estrogen that's going to go out of control and then testosterone is going to go out of control. You're going to have other symptoms, etc. If you have inflammation in your body, if you're tired, if you have carb cravings, if you uh, have a huge sweet tooth, if you get really moody and there's absolutely no real reason to be moody, uh, if you have a lot of uh, menstrual cramps and, and menstrual problems, pretty much a lot of things that I see and human health, can this one factor would greatly improve, I think, or, uh, you know, clear up the, the, the picture, the health picture of the person. It's something you could actually just do for yourself. Once you've cleared this part out and you've stabilized it, your body feels in a much better state of energy and mood and getting to your ideal weight and less inflammation, etc., then with a healthcare practitioner, you can figure out what are the other things that are impeding your you know, optimal state because there's going to be other layers along the way and you might want to get some help with those kinds of things. Anyway, that's all I want to mention this time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like this information, please definitely share it with the people that you think would benefit from this information. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and I will see you on the flip side.